With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bridge and Lima for breakfast. On Gold 104.3. All right, uh, welcome to our weekly podcast, Bridges. We have the whole team. Yeah. And this is where we like to officially introduce the team rather than your, you know, spang-dangled way you do it. Uh, well, we could introduce them as we go. That's one way, or we could do it my way. But we could which do is oh, Joe which... Bovellino. Woo! This is the way that takes heaps of time. Eh? Yeah. Go, 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 go. Some people are interested to know who's behind the scenes. Sophia, I don't know how to say your second name. Maybe we won't introduce him. In fact, I don't know who everyone is. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's start. Let's get on with it. Okay. There we go. Worthwhile project from Bridget Jacobo. That is my highlight of the week here at the start of the podcast. Uh, let's uh, let's go with Desi uh, first up this week. Desi, you've got a, a, our executive producer, producer yes. Desi. Leary. What's your highlight of the week? Thank you for remembering, Bridge. Um, I loved embarrassing injuries. We had um, a great chat with Andrew Reid from Bondi Rescue and he told us a little tiny story about a little tiny dog biting someone's little tiny penis. <laughs> Desi said penis. Good morning, team. How are we? Uh, we, well, we are very well. Now, we have pumped this up. Talk us through the horrible incident. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is pretty bad. So basically, there's a group of guys that hang up at North Bondi and they jump off the rocks. Mm. Anyway, they've got this big dog named Zeus. Now, he's a big boy. Yeah. And what happens is if they jump in the water before Zeus, Zeus jumps on their back and scratches them. So yep. they pretend to throw the ball in. So this one guy that hasn't done it before pretends to throw the ball in and Zeus, and, and anyway, and then he tries to hide and then thinks that Zeus is going to jump in the water. Yeah. But Zeus follows the ball and he pretends to hide the ball between his legs. Oh. Zeus comes comes oh. running for the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He moves the ball yeah. out of the way and basically the dog gets two balls for the price of one. Oh, and, no. Um, oh, Zeus. Oh, no. Much, he pretty much ring-barked this bloke's oh. doodle. Oh, gosh. So what, were Bondi Rescue called to the rescue? <laughs> Well, he went anyway. The next thing, the next step was the bloke went running straight to the lifeguard tower, thinking mm. I need help, and he was met with a camera. So, um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I won't um, tell you any more. You can see the rest on six thirty uh, channel ten Sunday night. Okay, will he be able to have children? <laughs> um, I think so. I heard the doctors did a pretty good job, so I yeah. think he's all right. I, don't, I think his missus is out of action for a couple of weeks. But what is it with men and their crutches? They just can't seem to keep them. You know, because yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you know what, Andrew Reid from Bondi Rescue. His two words I never want to hear in the same sentence again: ring barked and doodle. <laughs> How's poor I never Zeus feeling? I'd say it live on radio, I tell you. Is Zeus all right? Is he feeling bad about it? What's that? Is Zeus feeling bad about it or is he all right? <laughs> nah, Zeus is quite happy about it. I think he didn't bother him one bit. <laughs> bit business as usual <laughs> yeah, for Zeus. For sure. <laughs> yep, that hurts. Every girl laughing, every boy wincing. That's what happens with those stories. Yeah, but it hurts girls as well. Oh, it does In that area. It does. People always think, well, boys and girls, it hurts. Have you ever fallen on a bike? Anyone in this room? Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. On that bar and it hurts, yeah. doesn't um, it? That's Thank a, you. That's a story for another time. All right. Uh, let's go to Brian, our uh, music director. Uh, Brian, Brian. Brian. A highlight? Well, uh, the 
thing I love about you too is that you're ideas people. You are ideas people. However, when it came to the AFL expansion, I think you may have fallen short on what they should call that Tasmanian team. If you really want a national league, we've got Perth team, we've got South mm. Australian team, we've got Queensland, Sydney, Melbourne. Don't have no Northern Territory ones yet. Yes. Uh, but I do think Tasmania... Did you know it's part of Australia? Don't you need a passport? No. Part, no. There's water between us and Tasmania, but yeah. it is still actually part of Australia, although the Olympic team left the Tassie off their official uniform. Yeah. I've so, always yeah, considered like it to be to overseas. Um, they love their footy, uh, as you've seen. Too, and they, that is their problem, Bridgie. And I'll explain from an AFL perspective as they try and, uh, you know, broaden the appeal and the and the stretch of the game right across this country. There's no point them having an AFL team in Tasmania because everyone always barrack, already barracks for AFL. For you, what? Do you know what I mean? No. Everyone's already an AFL fan. So if they want to um, stretch the game right across the country, they need to put it into areas where people don't already barrack for it. Oh, I think that's do a you, stupid do, reason. Do you know what I mean, though? No. But if they want to create more fans, going to Tassie won't create more fans. Oh, but I think if they had their own team, you'd get even more fans in Tassie. Like, they go for Hawthorne or North, don't they? They're the two teams that play yeah, down pretty there. Pretty much, yeah. Hawthorne have got a fairly big footprint. North do a right down there as mm. well. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you on that one, to be honest. Mm. Where would you go, then? Uh, for a new team, yeah. I'll, I'd move GWS to Canberra. Ooh. That'd be my move. Really? If I, if but I was no one goes tra- to Canberra. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but no one's an AFL fan in Canberra. If you want to, uh, There's a reason for that. If you want more people to barrack for <laughs> AFL. Uh, Chris and Doreen's called through. What do you reckon, Chris? Uh, yeah, g'day, mate. Um, g'day. I reckon, because I, I reckon you barrack for North Melbourne. Um, they actually play over Tasmania anyway, so... Mm. Yeah, but don't you think it'd be nice for the Tasmanians or the Taswegians, as I like to call them, to have their own thing, like not to have to jump onto one of our teams? Yeah. Well, well, you've got also Hawthorne as well that actually play over there as well. Yeah, but it's not like your team, is it? I mean, you know, look, I I just think I would love if I was a Tasmanian to have my own team. Would you start a new team or send a Melbourne team down there? They'd be called the Tassie Doctors. Devils. Doctors. Tassie Doctors. Yeah. What would you say? Tassie Doctors. It's the worst AFL name ever. The Tassie Doctors. The Tassie Doctors. Devils is too obvious. The Tassie Doctors. Yeah. And would Stephen Dank be a picture <laughs> holding a and syringe? And they'd have a big syringe as their mascot. <laughs> uh, George in Strathmore, good morning. Uh, should we have a team in Tassie? Yes, I think we should, yeah. yeah. Some of the greatest uh, VFL, AFL players have come from there. That, that is true. And, um, the, very, the great Peter Hudson's from uh, Tasmania. Uh, Roy Hart, Daryl Baldock, uh, the Rewalds. Yep. So yeah, and Grant so Virtual, on. yes. What would you call and them, I George? Think if, uh, I think if the AFL sort of um, built a stadium maybe down there to hold maybe thirty or 40,000 people mm. and gave them, gave them a, a, a side... Um, I think um, they would fill it no problem. I, I I reckon there's no doubt if they sent them a team, the, you know, you build it, they will come. Mm, I I, I'm going to think more about this, the name, the colours, because colours are important. There's not many colours left. All right, I, I believe the pitch for the new Tasmanian team is starting here at Bridge and Lemo. Yeah. Duckers, you need to be the face of the campaign. The Tasmanian doctors, everyone wears scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I personally I, think the AFL's missing doctors, uh, is all I've got to say yeah, to you, yeah. Brian Madigan, but that's I, fine. I can't, I can't believe we didn't come up with the Tasmanian apples. I know, I know. Or no, the Tasmanian maps. It is... <laughs> 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 Look, if there are a team of porn stars down there, 
Perhaps uh, let's go to the boss, uh, Sam Thompson. Uh, yes. Now, no doubt, Sam, you've got 50 or 60 highlights of the week. Oh, but please so choose one. many. But look, it is just worth highlighting. We had a birthday this yeah. week. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday, A very special Levi. birthday. Yeah. A very really? special birthday, yeah. which also meant a very special present from Ruffy. I'm going to take over the next couple of minutes. Oh, oh right. right. So oh. I understand it's Lemo's birthday. Ah. So, Lemo, as, uh, from the footy club, we got you a nice present. I'll oh. just um, get it for you. Oh. Right, okay. Oh, my God, oh. Ruffy's tripping off. Here we go. Oh, oh. oh. it's a Hawthorne oh. jumper, number 46. It's got my number God. on the back. What's... It's got my age on the back. Thanks, oh. Man. Thank you. Oh. Is that so, real? That's Is there real. a number 46 in real life? Uh, not at the club, no. Because <laughs> when he came out and did the uh, the Rookie of the Year uh, earlier this year, uh, wow. and also it's to say thank you for last night, mate, because last night you and I went to the boxing. Yeah, that's um, right. The Danny Green fight, sat there did together. You? you got invited. Sat there together on so, the table. So I, um, so I, so I took Ruff last night. I did not tell you. So I took Ruff. We went last and, night. And uh, Ruff, Ruff brought a friend with him Who did you night. bring? Uh, just a friend outside of football. Well, I wasn't invited. Why were you invited? <laughs> I got told about two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffy. Uh, there's a photo of Ruff and I at the boxing, if you want to see it, at our ringside table. It's uh, up on the website. You know what's really sad, uh, Ruffy? What's that? There's two things that are really sad about you today. <laughs> One is um, that you think that's funny, and two is that Lemo will be so excited that you are wearing his football jumper, he will never wash it again because it has the rough love on it. Yeah. And uh, that's what he likes. So. Yeah. Did, uh, and uh, thanks for the I really do appreciate yeah, that. Mate. Thanks to the, uh, Does the, the Mighty Horse. Does the care or no? It's his birthday. We all know. <laughs> I don't think so. Everyone touched it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, that made me sick. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and uh, what a joy that was. I haven't taken it off since. No, it's on underneath this T-shirt. We've noticed and smelt. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that was lovely. Good mm. on you. Uh, now, Nat, Naughty Nat mm. from the phone room, Naughty Nat Brooks. I'm still uh, what did you like day. this week? Ooh. I loved getting up close and personal with mm. um, Danny Green. He had his big fight this week, back yeah. in the ring for the first time. Very and exciting. And I had a fight afterwards over who yeah, got who was, who like was going to get him. <laughs> yeah, so we uh, caught up with Danny at Crown. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Good, uh, thanks. Welcome back, Danny. We missed you, or the boxing world missed you. Now, you've just been, I've been uh, perving and viewing your um, shots of the, uh, when you were buffed and fit on Saturday. Holy crap, you guys looked unreal. Tell me this, Danny, how many abdominal muscles are there? Because Lemo told me he had 20. Yeah, three or more. Really? <laughs> Costa muscles. There's a lot of muscles in there. One, the ribs. And yeah. Danny, we did, we did do our workout regime. We went for six weeks, Bridgie, yeah. getting ourselves into shape. Bridge lost nine kilos. I lost eight. But the food was boring and annoying. There was plenty of it, but it was boring. Are you on a boring diet? No. No? I'm a bit of a Rudog, so I mean, oh, this is a lot of so I've been for probably five years. Really? Yeah. So you're gonna, are you eating pretty much whatever you like? Oh, no. I've got a good, healthy diet, like a good, balanced diet of nutritious, you know, lean meats, um, you know, plenty of plenty of pasta and carbs at the right time. Oh, we didn't have that. Chocolate? Yeah. Do you eat chocolate? Um, where's my trainer? <laughs> yeah. so I, I eat loads of chocolate. Yeah, right. Okay, good, good. I've had a beer for like three months. Oh, so yeah. um, That's why know, I'm not a world champion. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I've got the Irish blood. I'm either all in or I'm all yeah. yeah. Hey, Danny, so tell us when, um, I mean, I imagine preparing for a fight, you prepare against the person you're going to fight. Um, and then, of course, he had to pull out with, with a neck injury. Neck injury yeah. So how has that changed, you know, how you get yourself ready? It's been difficult. I only vomited when my trainer told me because 
We've got 14 people fighting on the undercard. We got the message that he had a, uh, a cervical vertebrae injury, and I rang, had to ring a physio of mine. I said, hey, Jess, just checking, but isn't the cervix in a lady? And he said, yes. You're right there, no, no, but it actually is a cervical injury as well. So probably just say he's got a, 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 a bulging disc, which requires surgery, which he does in two and a half weeks. So, uh, That'd be a world first, the boxer pulling out of the damaged cervix. Yeah. Well, especially when we're on body. So it was legit, is what you say. It was a man injury that he had. It was a man injury. Yeah. It was a man survival injury. Yeah, right. Injury. right so so he was, he was, it was fair enough. Oh, he, had no, to, he, yeah. he actually needs an operation in two and a half weeks, a poor guy. Yeah. He's devastated. It's a, it was, was a massive opportunity for them. He's actually a big star back in his hometown, so... Yeah. So did you go on Tinder to get your next fight, or how does that work? <laughs> or what do you call it? Like, There's an app called Puncher. Puncher. <laughs> Where you find you someone. You just swipe left on Puncher. And, <laughs> uh, and we, uh, no, so our agent in, in, in New York, Don Majeski, who's, he, he matched Lennox Lewis, Mike Tyson, he's been around right. for a long time. He's a very well-respected agent. He found um, Roberto Blonti just fought only just over two weeks ago, and he put the way put the guy away in the second round so uh, for, mm. the, for the South American title so look he's ready to go and he's, he's you know fresh well what happens next so let's uh, assume you're going to win this fight then are you going to keep going for the world uh, look Bridget I don't know I'll, I'll just take it one fight at a time it's a classic old cliche and I, I kind of when, when I do interviews I always pull these lines yeah, yeah look we're just uh, taking it one day at a time yeah. one game at a time we're trying to do our best we're keeping the lid on it yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> the boys did a great job tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'll just, and I'll just go oh man that's what I must sound like what a knob <laughs> not, you know, it's so cliche. So look, but it's I'm, sort of the truth. Well, I mean, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah, I, I just want to. I want to be successful in this fight. Obviously, I don't want to. I don't want to get uh, you know, beaten. I don't want to get knocked out. And I don't want to take too much damage. Um, and that's part of the reason why I do it. That competitiveness, mm. and that, that 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 rush, that that adrenaline. Yeah, well, let, let us pull out a uh, cliche. At least in Danny Green interviews. Anyway, uh, when's the Anthony Mundine fight? Is he fighting? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he's fighting. Yeah. I'm fighting next week, though. So. So yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll take, oh, we don't care about him. I'm, I'm all for Danny Green. <laughs> I'll take care of business. I'll take care. I'll, I'll take care of um, of a fighter, not a bag of hot air. And uh, very happy to report that Danny Green, of course, won that fight. Yes. Uh, unanimous points decision. He's uh, got abs like you've never seen. In ten <laughs> rounds, he is in super nick. Um, and I, there's a photo of me next to Danny. If you want to compare the abs, yeah, right. Uh, that's up. Uh, <laughs> Pretty sure up I was online. in that photo too. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. No, now this was the photo taken in the ring after the fight. Oh, sorry, I wasn't invited to the fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you weren't either. Bridge and Lima for breakfast on Gold 104.3. Steph, our lovely newsreader, do you have a highlight of the week? Oh, good, good afternoon morning whenever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, yeah, my highlight was definitely um, being joined by Tom Brown in sport here. Oh. I think he's had a lot to contribute and I sort of have learned a lot from him this past week and his knowledge is definitely invaluable. And he's good looking too, isn't he, yeah. Steph? Oh, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> Come on, you noticed. <laughs> yes. He always looks very sharp, I must admit. <laughs> and West Coast Chris Masson's out for two matches for biting Nick Subin. Can you involuntarily... And again, two for biting. Really? It was Involuntary bite, according to him. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> oh, that often happens to me. My jaw oh, just gets stuck when yeah, I bite. Right. That's, that's what I tell my wife every time I've got another packet of lollies <laughs> pouring into my mouth. I was on involuntary eating. <laughs> he introduced dental evidence. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah, he actually did. So, so no biting this week, guys, in no. the AFL, if you're listening. But, but great to have Tommy on our team, isn't it? He 
Louise a joy. Pardon that. Could we do that? What, what? Like Tom Brown? Oh. <laughs> if anybody Save. wants to be bitten, can they call now? Or no? Save it for the Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Not letting go. I think, I think that might be a predator. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, go to Joe Bobolino, who was oh, a, a crook for a day this oh, week. I'm all is, right. Don't worry about that me. That was going to be my highlight. Yeah. <laughs> me being sick and away. How dare you? Oh, I see humour. How Joey's, very dare you? Joey's fine fit now. Have uh, you got a highlight, mate? I do. Uh, I'm a big nerd, and I think the kids think I'm a big nerd because I'll always take them outside and go, see that big star moving? That's the space station. That's oh, the International oh, Space Station. Really? And we spoke to, I know, Bridge, and space, when we space. talk space, you hate it. And, but we spoke <laughs> to the Canadian, uh, Chris Hadfield, who was the guy that sang Space Oddity on the space station. How great was he as a guest? Good morning to you both. How are you? Yeah, we are very, we are very, very, well. very well. And Chris, you, um, you've been into space on three uh, separate occasions. You were once at the International Space Station for three months. What are the, I mean, the weightlessness is the one thing that really occurs to all of us as we watch on, but what are some of the other challenges you face while you are on a space station for three months? Uh, Limo, it's a magnificent experience. Even the first part you mentioned there, leaving Earth three times. I, I uh, flew the space shuttle twice and then the Russian Soyuz rocket once. I was the pilot of the Russian Soyuz. That's an incredible look. It's the most action-packed nine minutes of your entire life. Like, like uh, maybe it's like a Bronco Buster, you know, you get on top of this thing and if you can ride it all the way through at the end of it, suddenly it's sort of peaceful and quiet and weightless. And then uh, I, I've uh, been on board the International Space, actually five months, and uh, to be five months orbiting the world every 92 minutes. I, I went around the world almost 2,600 times. There's this serenity, this this calm, this, this sense of honor to be up there, and you really get to... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Know the whole world. What about the fear factor, Chris? I mean, aren't you worried an alien's going to appear in your <laughs> sight or something? Well, I, I don't think that would change if <laughs> if you were on a spaceship or on the surface, if they've traveled all this way. Um, but you're but, more likely uh, to meet one up there. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Where you know, we... Uh, we look at all the things that might be a risk, but aliens are way down, way down the list. I've got to say, though, Chris, you have been, uh, speaking of the fear factor, you've been for a spacewalk. Now, this is where you get outside of the space station and you just wander around. To me, when I watch that in movies, when I watch the movie Gravity, I was terrified, and that's a film. Yeah. When you're actually yeah. doing it, I mean, uh, surely there is a good level of fear running through you. The way they showed it in the movie Gravity with uh, with George Clooney and um, Sandra Bullock outside, uh, of course the storyline was 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 rubbish. But the <laughs> the uh, the the visuals of it. There's never been a movie that showed what spacewalking looks like more accurately than Gravity. The sense of, of enormity of of the fact that you're not. Uh, standing on the world, looking up at the universe, you're in the universe. It's under your feet, and the the darkness of it, the 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 depth of the blackness of it. It feels like if you stuck your hand out, it would come back with the the immense depth of the blackness of space on it. And and uh, and you're busy. I mean, you, you're out there working and doing a whole bunch of things and fixing things and building things. 
but the the straight uh, jaw dropping awe of it it's just so uh, visually overpowering to be oh, going man. through the universe with the world. You, you would you would love it. Oh, I'm not sure for me, but Chris, <laughs> I must say the highlight of your trip uh, was this. We heard. Uh, it's such a fantastic uh, song to sing. Tell us how uh, that came about. Uh, well, I've always been a musician and, and fronted bands for, for most of my adult life. Um, and there's a guitar up on the space station. The, the NASA psychiatrists put a guitar up there because, you know, it's good for human health. Yeah. But um, I, I wrote music and recorded music up there. But my son said, hey, Dad, everybody on the Internet is asking for you to recover space, for me to cover Space Oddity. So, But it's such an audacious song to cover. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous yeah. with just a voice and a guitar. But I did a version of it, and then uh, some friends of mine put the instrumentals underneath back on Earth, and it just went crazy. Uh, it's been seen hundreds of millions of times yeah. all around the world. No matter where I go, people have, have heard that song. But I think it, it lets people maybe have a glimpse into what it's like on board a spaceship yes. in a way that it's hard to describe any other way. Yeah, that was absolutely uh, fascinating there. Wouldn't you love Would you go to space? If you no. Could? No. No. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got all my sock draw. Still oh, needs doing. I can't believe you'd rather rearrange your soldier than go to space. I don't like space. <laughs> no, no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah, no, right. I liked him though. He's lovely. Nice yeah. space man. Okay, let's go to Soph uh, from the uh, from our website. Soph lives inside. <laughs> <laughs> She's on the web. She lives on I the website. I thought she lived in Instagram. Oh, she lives in our website. <laughs> um This week I'm going to choose Carrie Bickmore. She came in and gave us some great tips for the Your Chair competition. Who Ooh. wouldn't want to win a spot next to... Mm. Well, not next to Limo, but yeah. next to Carrie. Oh, <laughs> so. In the studio right now with her beautiful little baby, Carrie Bickmore. Yes, Hello. Hey. Good morning. Oh. Well, well, before we get on the your chair, what a special treat that you've brought Evie no, into the no, studio. And the she... She, well, uh, not that we expected anything different, but she's the cutest little thing ever. Oh, you have to say that, though. Would I you do, ever but say she is. Someone? But she's wow. got those. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I got to say, is there something wrong with your baby? No, you know what you say to people if they've got an ugly baby, you say, "Well, look at you." <laughs> <laughs> hey, haven't you got an interesting child? <laughs> what a lot of character! Oh, Gee, yeah. She's got big. Big those eyes are. Yeah, it's like she's Chris's quite, eyes. They are constantly gorgeous. looking at you. Every she follows you around the room. Oh, yeah. so whenever I see her, she's still looking at me. She's like the Mona Lisa. Everywhere you go, she's following you around. She's like the around. stand out of the Bachelor. You know how he follows you through those <laughs> cardboard cutouts. <laughs> yes, look out for that. Uh, but let's uh, let's get on to uh, your chair, Carrie. Uh, do you ever get worried that someone's going to audition for your chair and be better than everyone on the panel, and we'll all lose our are jobs? You saying, yeah, are you worried that I'll lose my job? Is that what you're? Thinking? No, yeah. I'm more worried about myself. Worried <laughs> well, they are good. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. I think you guys found us Tanya last year from Reservoir, and she yes. was outstanding. She was on fire. She just had mm. a new baby too, and I remember she was off expressing and trying That's to get right. it all yes. happening. And, and right. um, yeah, she nailed it. She had a good time. So there is a chance, you know. There is a chance. Yeah. So, so what do you have to do? To um, it's just a matter of sending in a little video. Is it a video? So you got to do a one-minute little video. Make it good. Be creative. You can do anything. I mean, we have the random, the most. I think uh, one of our girls, Rebecca from Queensland, rapped, did a whole rap for us last 
last year. Yes. So you can do anything you want. Make it interesting and different. The more creative, the better, because it has to stand out amongst, however, I mean, nationwide, we're talking about thousands of absolutely, entries Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Is there a limit to the time? What if people make a feature film? Like that guy that oh, got married. Oh, the wedding guy. Hey, what oh. if he sends an application in? <laughs> I would this, welcome that. This is Now, this is the guy, if people haven't seen the story, this is the guy in New South Wales who's a counsellor and got married. And what was it, the he, wedding? They had, like, choppers. Oh, and, like, the big fanfare drums and limos <laughs> and, and but, he made a feature film for the engagement and then they made a film right, yeah. for the wedding yeah, after yeah. the wedding as well. And he, in it, there's this gunshot scene where he comes to the camera and like, it's oh. like, what? <laughs> What's the gun got to do with wedding? Are you saying that she's got no choice in that? Is she forcing her to marry you or what? And um, uh, now, Carrie, uh, Gold Logie, where is it at the moment? Have you got it? Is it in place? I've left it at home today. In most days, I bring it everywhere. <laughs> I felt today, I've got Evie, you know, I yeah. can't carry too many things. Who's yeah. heavier, the Gold Logie or Evie? Now that she's five months old, her. Oh, right. It's getting a bit ridiculous. She started eating food. This is boring, eating no one cares. Food. She started eating food yesterday. It's a big I thing when they oh, eat food. I did, I forgot about that. No, yeah. you'd be, Carrie, you'd be surprised what people are interested in. We're, <laughs> we, we had Joel Edges in it. There was a huge story on Daily Mail about the fact that he's got new glasses. Oh! So. Well, Bridge, you've got new glasses too, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am sporting a pair of uh, someone else's glasses because I left mine at home and I'm as blind as a bat. Can you your grandfather who's 95 glasses? <laughs> I look like a 95-year-old man. I agree. I do apologise. Uh, uh, so well, this is very exciting and we should say that um, anybody who's listening, head to yourchair.com.au and follow the prompts to the Gold 104.3 page to register your details. Do the video and uh, you can be sitting next to uh, Carrie. I look forward the... to meeting you all. Uh, so, yes, get your entries in uh, yourchair.com.au if you want to get involved there. Uh, Bridget, do you close? Um, I've forgotten. What was mine? <laughs> I seriously have. Um, you are a goose. No, we're going to. Rec- we're not editing this out. We keep. Oh, Alex. Oh, sorry. I remember now. Um, oh, your daughter. Um, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, my daughter. The highlight of my week, yes, of my week was uh, uh, my daughter, Alex, getting her braces off and uh, me saying goodbye to the big fat bills that come from the orthodontist. Uh, I made a little tune just to go with this uh, little piece. Uh, my 14-year-old daughter, Alex, got her braces off. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, which is a big thing in yeah. a uh, child's uh, life. It is indeed. Uh, now, we went in uh, and they whipped them off fairly fairly quickly. Now, my orthodontist works in a way that everyone's in the same room. So they've probably got six chairs. And they sort of work really... Rather than going to that scary room on your own... Oh, so, sort of, so other people are working on... Yeah, yeah. So there's all yeah. patients in the same room. Yeah. So it's like an open-plan office. It's an open-plan <laughs> It's an open plan orthodontistry. Yeah, right. That's right. Anyway, they whipped them off. They gave her... You know, got the plaque out and did all that and, uh, and then gave it a good polish. Do they talk to each other? The orthodontist, uh, well, in that open plan situation. Not really, no. Because no. okay. sort of the parents are sitting with their child and the two sure. working on her or whatever. Right, right. yep. Anyway, so off they came, all polished, she sat up, oh, gorgeous. They look absolutely gorgeous until, well, it was all fabulous. We are all happy, excited yeah. until the worst thing happened. The staff gathered round, all the ones from the other chairs, <laughs> with instruments. They handed me and Alex's dad maracas and castanets and we all had to sing to Alex this... Bye, bye, braces, goodbye. Are you serious? I, Are you I serious? am totally serious while shaking and castanetting. Well, who, but who told you to do that? They did. They handed us the instruments. And, and we, they, do they sing as well? Yes, we all gathered around. They Are the sang other people it. still in the room? Yes. 
Everyone saw. So all the other patients are there, yes. all the other orthodontists, yes. all their families. Yes. And you're singing. Yes. Bye bye, bye. braces, goodbye. Bye bye, braces, goodbye. Anyway. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a tough call. What's more painful, having to sing that song well, or getting braces? That's exactly right. So as we walked out, we're all going, oh my God, that was hell. So yeah. we had to come back that afternoon to get the retainer, right? Because then you have to have the retainer to keep your teeth right. Um, so we go back there and. I've been boiling up a bit during the day. And after five years and $12,000, because Alex, I had Charlie before her. Oh, so that's yeah. $12,000 I've spent on teeth. Yeah. I thought I'd break out into a little song. <laughs> and I decided to sing to the uh, orthodontist and all these people this song. <laughs> I never want to see your face again. I never want to pay your bills again. I don't. And out we walk. Beautifully sung, Bridge. Did you I ever get... I has got good teeth because it costs a fortune. Yeah, did you ever? No, she's already had braces. Oh, she's had she... them for a week. Really? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was all good. Hey, I really enjoyed uh, getting Joel Edgerton in. He's oh, ready to talk oh. about his movie, The Gift, which what is a brilliant a film. Yeah, he's a spunk, isn't he? Yeah, just... And I, I love him because he's so very Australian still. He hasn't you know, copped the Hollywood business yet. He's just And he's doing a lot of it, but he's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Hit my way, I uh, So, yeah, I absolutely loved our chat with Joel Edgerton. Now, there is nothing I like more in the world than a psychological thriller. Uh, and that is why our next guest is a joy to have in here. And he just keeps getting better and better and doing more things and adding more things to his repertoire. <laughs> I'll put him in the overachiever uh, category, sure. if that's all right. Joel Edgerton, hello. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not going to start a radio show. That's <laughs> oh, really? the one. I, I think that? I'd be terrible at it. Oh, really? really? That's yeah. a are, you, are you a morning dude, naturally? I have my moments of being a morning dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like I stay up all night and then it's <laughs> yeah, morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different type of morning dude. <laughs> yeah. Are they are they staying out until the sun come up comes up uh, days past you now? Oh, they're well gone. Oh, uh, right, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah well gone. Well, Joel, uh, this, <laughs> um, this show, this film, The Gift, which opened uh, at number three in the US, which is absolutely fantastic, mm. is I've just enjoyed this film so much I can't tell you, but I want to ask you because you wrote it, you directed it, you produced it and you star in it you could have been anyone in that film and you chose to make yourself the ugly one <laughs> yeah well I couldn't have been Rebecca Hall's no, character no that's true that would have she's been the only one you could have been <laughs> <laughs> could have had a go I, you know like uh, I wanted to direct the movie and I thought if I you know I'd have to play a smaller role I, the role I play is the supporting character and but, but I'd written it with the intention of playing this weird awkward you know mm. overbearing yeah. misunderstood guy you know which you do very well oh thanks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's that was what I, why I wrote the script and then when I when I got into writing it I thought well this could be a first good thing for me to direct as well mm. and it meant that I could direct for the most part and then for about six or seven days of the shoot I got in front of the camera as well. Right. Uh, how much? Okay. How much harder is that doing the directing as well? Uh, both together. Mm. Like directing in and of itself, I loved. Yeah. You know, I loved. I don't know whether I'm a control freak or. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I really enjoyed uh, doing everything. And I describe directing like standing in a in a spot and having twenty different people throw eggs at you, yeah. and you got to try and catch all of them and not break any. Because yeah. it's much more you know cerebrally demanding job. Mm. But doing acting and directing together was was definitely a, a tough gig. But I had Nash there, my brother. Yeah. 
as an outside eye. And when I was in front of the camera, he would go behind the monitor and essentially be my, you know, yeah. eyes and ears. Yeah. Joe, right. what, I, what I want to know from you is you wrote, the, you had the idea for this film, wrote it. Yeah. As you were writing, because uh, it's got lots of twists and turns and the ending is, um, I love because it keeps you, you still, you don't actually know something at the end. Did some of that come as you were writing or did you have it completely set out in your mind? Uh, I just had had the idea that it would be a kind of a good idea for a movie or a story if you were like 25 years out of high school mm. and someone just tapped you on the shoulder one day and was like, hey, do you yeah. remember me? We went to school together. And if you hadn't have been a good person, Ooh. that it would be a good you know, a good idea for a, for a scary it. movie or a comedy, funnily enough. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, and then I just started mapping it out. Yeah, I mean, and, and the whole, um, you know, it took a while. Uh, writing to me is a good slow process and, mm. and over the years I just kind of kept writing it and writing ah, it. You know. yeah. Yeah, and the film is bad uh, for anyone who has a goatee because you've decided to give the creepy character... A goatee. <laughs> and one earring. And one, yes. and one Beware earring. Beware of anyone with one so, earring. Yeah. If they don't also have a parrot on their shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's I also imagine. bad with glass houses. <laughs> don't yeah. have glass houses. People sitting in the cinema with a goatee and one earring. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, that's me. And that weird dyed red hair. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Now, I know for a fact, Joel Edgerton, you have stepped up into the next level of fame in your career. And I'll tell you how I know this for a fact, because I'm going to read to you a headline. Um, Joel Edgerton shows off chick new glasses at special screening. When people are writing stories about the glasses you're wearing, you have entered the next level of yes. fame. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm wearing them today. You are wearing them today. They are very oh, cute, it's amazing answer. fashion. Uh, are you continually surprised by the things that people people write about you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing, too. Even with the uh, the film, I, I realised just how uh, your happiness levels, you know, can be can fluctuate according to the internet and the, sh the yeah. shit that you read yes. about yourself. And uh, I just try not to do it because it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and 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 if I really want to know anything about myself, I should just ask myself. <laughs> well, Amy Schumer, <laughs> Amy Schumer, who was here recently, was so excited. She loved her film and all that, but she said the press junk it. The, the press bit nearly killed it. Um, hmm. Do you do you struggle? With that? I, I don't mind talking about something I'm passionate about. And, like, you know, I, I, it's not lost on me that doing all this press junker stuff is helping me and yeah. helping the film. And because I was behind it, I'm very, very excited about it. If I'd have done stuff that I was ashamed of, if I was taking jobs just for the money and, oh. and you know, there was no artistic merit to them, I'd be lying through my teeth <laughs> and then I'd go home and have a dirty shower <laughs> at the end of the day. So, no, I'm, I'm thrilled to talk about it. And I'm thrilled yeah. that people are getting behind it. Oh, it's bloody good. It's a brilliant film. It's and my we perfect film. We cannot encourage people enough Ooh. to get out there. There is, Ooh. It keeps you on the edge of your seat until the very, very last It is seat. on the 27th. And August. then you actually get off your seat and go home. <laughs> yeah. I did not just stay. It just keeps you on the edge, so when you're ready, when the film's over, you just you stand just up, wander off. Uh, yeah. It's a really quick exit. Well, Joel, it does come out 27th of August, and Lima, we will review it properly on the day. We will uh, indeed. We yes. do movie reviews now. We've become oh, reviewers. Really? Uh, well, I'm going to read that one. And well, if you say anything bad, I'm coming to get you yeah. with my goatee. Uh, no, not with the goatee. Um, well, that's a week of uh, goodness. Uh, that is that is a you week of judge. joy. We squeezed about four and a half thousand hours of radio into 15 hours this yeah. week. Well done, team. Yeah, great. Week. Uh, uh, and um, have a nice weekend, everyone. Happy weekend. Yeah. Woo!
Bridge and Lima for breakfast on Gold 104.3. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.